Hey Defenders, welcome to our chapter-by-chapter read-aloud of The Tale of Despero. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Please find your reading response journal at bit.ly forward slash VDPS project journal. Now on to chapters 36 and 37 of The Tale of Despero. Chapter 36, What Mig Carried. And while the mouse slept, Roscuro put his terrible plan into effect. Would you like to hear, reader, how it all unfolded? The story is not a pretty one. There is violence in it and cruelty. But stories that are not pretty have a certain value too, I suppose. Everything, as you well know, having lived in this world long enough to have figured out a thing or two for yourself, cannot always be sweetness and light. Listen, this is how it happened. First, the rat finished once and for all the job he had started long ago. He chewed through Gregory's rope all the way through it, so the jailer became lost in the maze of the dungeon. Late at night, when the castle was dark, the serving girl, Miggery Sow, climbed the stairs to the princess's room. In her hand, she carried a candle, and in the pockets of her apron were two very ominous things. In the right pocket, hidden in case they should encounter anyone on the stairs, was a rat with a spoon on his head and a cloak of red around his shoulders. In the left pocket was a kitchen knife, the same knife that Miggery Sow had used to cut off the tail of a certain mouse. These were the things, a rat and a knife and a candle, that Miggery that Mig carried with her as she climbed up, up, up the stairs. Gore, she shouted to the rat. It's dark, ain't it? Yes, yes, whispered Rescura from her pocket. It is quite dark, my dear. When I'm princess, began Mig. Shh, said Rescura. May I suggest you keep your glorious plans for the future to yourself? And may I further suggest that you keep your voice down to a whisper? We are, after all, on a covert mission. Do you know how to whisper, my dear? I do, shouted Mig. Then please, said Rescuro, please institute this knowledge immediately. Gore, whispered Mig. All right. Thank you, said Rescuro. Do I need to review with you again our plan of action? I got it all straight right here in my head, whispered Mig, and she tapped the side of her head with one finger. How comforting, said Rescuro. Perhaps, my dear, we should go over it again, just one more time to be sure. Well, said Mig. We go into the princess's room, and she will be sleeping and snoozing and snoring, and I will wake her up and show her the knife and say, if you does not want to get hurt, princess, you must come with me. And you will not hurt her, said Rescuro. No, I won't, because I want her to live so she can be my lady-in-waiting when I become the princess. Exactly, said Rescuro. That will be her divine comeuppance. Gore, whispered Mig. Yes, her divine comeuppance. Mig, of course, had no idea what the phrase divine come up it meant, but she very might much liked the sound of it, and she repeated it over and over again to herself until Rescuro said, and then? And then, continued Mig, I tell her to get out of the princess bed and come with me on a little journey. Ha, said Rescuro, a little journey, that is right. Ha, I love the understatement of that phrase, a little journey. Oh, it will be a little journey, indeed it will. And then, said Mig, who was now coming to her favorite part of the plan, we take her to the deep downs and we give her some long lessons in how to be a servant girl. And we gives me some short lessons in how to be a princess. And when we is all done studying up, we switch places. I gets to be the princess and she gets to be the maid. Gore! Reader, this is the very plan that Rescuro presented to Mig when he first met her. It was, of course, a ridiculous plan. No one would ever, not for one blind minute, mistake Mig for the princess or the princess for Mig. But Miggery Sow, as I pointed out to you before, was not the sharpest knife in the drawer. And, reader, too, she wanted so desperately to become a princess. She wanted, oh, how she wanted. And it was because of this terrible wanting she was able to believe in Rescuro's plan with every ounce of her heart. The rat's real plan was, in a way, more simple and more clever. 
He intended to take the princess to the deepest, darkest part of the dungeon. He intended to have Mig put chains on the princess's hands and her feet. And he intended to keep the glittering, glowing, laughing princess there in the dark forever. Chapter 37. A Small Taste She was asleep and dreaming of her mother, the queen, who was holding out a spoon to her and saying, Taste this, my sweet pea, taste this, my darling, and tell me what you think. The princess leaned forward and sipped some soup from the spoon her mother held out to her. Oh, mamma, she said, it's wonderful. It's the best soup I've ever eaten. Yes, said the queen. It is wonderful, isn't it? May I have some more? I gave you a small taste so you would not forget, said her mother. I gave you a small taste so that you would remember. I want more. But as soon as the princess said this, her mother was gone. She disappeared and the bowl and the soup spoon disappeared along with her. Lost things, said the pea. More lost things. And then she heard her name. She turned, happy, thinking her mother had come back. But the voice was not her mother's. It belonged to someone else, and it was coming up from someplace far away, and it was telling her to wake up, wake up. The pea opened her eyes and saw Miggery Sow standing over her bed, a knife in one hand and a candle in the other. Mig, she said. Gore, said Mig softly. Say it, commanded Rescuro. Mig closed her eyes and shouted her piece. If you does not want to get hurt, princess, you must come with me. Whatever for, said the princess in an annoyed tone. As I have noted before, the princess was not a person who was being who was used to being told what to do. What are you talking about? Mig opened her eyes and shouted, You got to come with me so that after we take some lessons, some long lessons and me some short ones, together down in the deep downs, I can be you and you can be me. No, shouted Rescuro from Mig's pocket. No, no, you're doing it wrong. Who said that? Your Highness, said Rescuro, and he crawled out of Mig's pocket and made his way up to her shoulder and situated himself there, laying his tail across her neck to balance himself. Your Highness, he said again, and he raised the spoon slowly off his head and smiled, displaying his mouthful of truly hideous teeth. I think it would be best if you do as Miggery Sow suggests. She is, as you can quite clearly see, in possession of a knife, a large knife, and she will, if pushed, use it. This is ridiculous, said the princess. You can't threaten me. I'm a princess. We, said Rescure, are all too aware of the fact of what you are. A knife, however, cares nothing for the fact that you are royalty, and you will bleed, I assume, just like any other human. The pea looked at Mig. Mig smiled. The knife glinted in the light of the candle. Mig, she said, her voice shaking the tiniest bit. I really do not think, said Rescure, that Mig would need much persuasion to use that knife, princess. She is a dangerous individual, easily led. But we are friends, said the pea. Aren't we, Mig? Eh? said Mig. Trust me, said Rescuro, you are not friends, and I think it would be best if you addressed all your communications to me, princess. I am the one in charge here. Look at me. The pea looked right directly at the rat and the spoon on his head. Her heart skipped one beat, and then two. Do you know me, princess? No, she said, lowering her head. I don't know you. But, reader, she did know him. He was the rat who had fallen in her mother's soup, and he was wearing her dead mother's spoon on his head. The princess kept her head down. She concentrated on the rage that was leaping up inside of her. Look again, princess, or can you not bear to look? Does it pain your royal sensibilities to let your eyes rest on a rat? I don't know you, she said, and I'm not afraid to look at you. The pea raised her head slowly. Her eyes were defiant. She stared at the rat. Very well, said Rescuro. Have it your way. You do not know me. Nevertheless, you must do as I say, as my friend here has a knife. So get out of bed, princess. We are going on a little journey. I would like it if you dressed in your loveliest gown, the one you were wearing at a banquet not so long ago. And put on your crown, said Mig. Put that on your princess head. 
Yes, said Rescuro. Please, princess, do not forget your crown. The pea, still staring at Rescuro, pushed the covers back and got out of bed. Move quickly, said Rescuro. We must take our little journey while it is still dark and while the rest of the castle sleeps on. Ignorant, oh, so ignorant, I am afraid of your fate. The princess took a gown from her closet. Yes, said Rescuro to himself. That is the one, the very one. Look how it sparkles in the light. Lovely. I will need someone to do my buttons, said the princess as she stepped into the dress. Mig, you must help me. Little princess, said Rescuro, do you think you can outsmart a rat? Our dear Miggery Sow will not lay down her knife, not even for a moment. Will you, Miggery Sow? Because that might ruin your chances of becoming a princess. Isn't that right? Gore, said Mig, that's right. And so while Mig held the knife pointed in the direction of the princess, the pea sat and let the rat crawl over her back, doing her buttons up for her one by one. The princess held very still. The only movement she allowed herself was this. She licked her lips over and over again because she thought she could taste the sweet saltiness of the soup that her mother had fed her in her dream. I have not forgotten, Mama, she whispered. I have not forgotten you. I have not forgotten soup.